welcome to Arcade Attack. A retro gaming podcast for up to four players. Welcome, listeners, to another Arcade Attack podcast. My name is Dylan. I'll be your host for the evening. I'm with Adrian, as per usual. Oh, yeah, yeah. Still here. <laughs> still there, still part of the furniture. Still feeling a bit cupboardy. <laughs> yeah. And it's Rob. There's Rob behind him. Ahoy, ahoy. Rob was hiding behind Adrian. So there's just the three of us here, I think. Hold on. <laughs> I spy with my little eyes on the beginning with K. Hello. It's Keith. <laughs> Yay. Keith's back. I'm in the game. He's back. Keith's back. He's Shout out to everybody. No one's, there's no one watch Justin here, do you? You watch Justin Fletcher, don't you? Yeah. Okay. Oh. oh, yeah. Oh, no. Sorry. This <laughs> I is not the Justin days. Fletcher podcast. <laughs> this is not the Justin Fletcher podcast. So, um, the topic of today's podcastings. Um, I'm hearing a lot of flack aimed at one company. Mm. And I'm thinking, but I like this company. <laughs> I'm a retro gamer. I like this company. Someone would say you might even love this company. Someone might say that... But I think Atari deserve all that plaque. <laughs> <laughs> Atari aside, this company, you could say they're quite artistic in <laughs> electronical things. <laughs> oh, oh, grown. <laughs> Adrian didn't do enough puns last episode. <laughs> yeah, so you're right. I'm bringing it back. Today is basically... What the hell happened to electronic arts? Uh, yeah, yeah. Electronic arts people, synonymous mm. with our gaming upbringings. When we were kids, it was almost like, um, you know, when I was a Mega Drive owner, it was almost like a seal of quality. It was. Wasn't it? was, definitely. Oh, this, ele- this game's being developed by electronic arts. Ooh, okay. Yep. That, little, okay. that little yellow tab mm-hmm. on your Mega Drive cartridge... What was that tab? Did that tab have a, like a microchip underneath it? Or it... <laughs> no, no, I believe because we we were doing this Desert Strike Jungle Strike episode. There was a very specific reason for. I think it was because t- it was something like a bigger cartridge, or they could fit more in mm. if it like had that kind of design. Or I think they rejigged it to kind of work a certain way or something. All I know is that they made their own cards. Yeah, I think they chose it like that. And even though a lot of them have like battery backup, a lot of those games do, but. It's not, it's, there's not, not on all of them. It is, it is iconic though, like that little kind of, those tall carts with like the, the tall yellow, yellow yeah, tab, beside. Yeah. And you have the boxes with like the kind of half black, half yellow yep. spines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, this is, this is what we think of electronic arts, right? Mm. So, EA, as they're now known, mm-hmm. uh, are, well, you know, trying to put it into words, you say they're like pretty big now? Ish, pretty big, pretty big, uh, pretty vast. They make I'd a few say. quid. Arguably the biggest in the world, would you say? As in video game company, the amount of control they have, yeah, in not, the industry. Um, I'm not, no, maybe not Ninten- Nintendo, for example, but uh, I'd say ten. If you're kind of counting publishers, Tencent is the biggest uh, by some distance these mm. days, just because they own so much IP. Yeah, mm. I mean, let's give this thing a bit of background before we get into the the nitty gritty. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you, do you guys know what year EA was founded? 
Oh, Keith, nice. Keith's going to put do, his actually does know. I think. Yes. I know. I think. Is, was it 82? Yeah. There you go. Oh. It actually was founded by Trip Hawkins, formerly of Apple, in May 1982. So we're... <laughs> Keith's actually younger than, than Electronic am. Arts. Me, Adrian, and Rob are a bit older than Thanks, Electronic yeah. Arts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you young whippersnapper. <laughs> that is I'm how the long... the baby of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's how long they've been around. I mean, they've been around... To have grey hair now, or, yeah. or in my case, no hair. <laughs> <laughs> so, they've been around a long time. Uh, how did he even start this company? Do you guys even know some of the background behind this? Yeah, because I did some of the background and did a strike episode. Oh, you did, didn't you? Yeah, go on then. Re- <coughs> recap us recap. without, without um, me having to do it. If I can remember correctly, <laughs> uh, Chip Hawkins is working on a... No, I'm, am I thinking of... The other guy, the guy who did Desert Strike instead. But I believe they're working on some other program and that ended up they ended up transitioning into a game they before they did the games they did something else uh, help I'm me not out here sure. are you thinking I'm of not... Mike Posting? yeah I think maybe Mike I'm Posting, thinking of Mike yeah, Posting. I think just where you're getting mm. that but that's a good that's another good story but <laughs> so Trip started it with his own money and the help of a guy called Don Valentine. Cool name, right? Nice. Don Valentine. Sounds like a video game character, doesn't Don it? Don Valentine. Was he a cool guy as well? He was a cool... Well, he got money. He got <laughs> money. Um, so he's a venture capitalist. Uh, and uh, so he had a company called Sequoia Capital. And... Um, biggest, well, top three... Boom. BC firms in the world still. Boom. They're bloody massive. So Trip actually borrowed their office space to start EA mm. uh, and he, and his own personal investment right of $200,000 so a bit of spare change down the side of the sofa a bit kind of spare of change for him I mean, he's one, he was one of the like leading guys at Apple at the time wasn't he so yeah. you know 200,000 still a lot of money let's be honest yeah. you know he would have he might have been a millionaire at the time but to whack 200,000 pounds well 200,000 uh, dollars into into a software company madness right uh now, so that two hundred thousand dollars, right? So Keith, Keith found some figures earlier, but I'm going to go on my figures because they're <laughs> because they're older and less reliable. Okay. So <laughs> that's the way. So, and they're made up in my head. <laughs> and they're made up in my head. So uh, what's what's our favourite website, Adrian? Wiki, <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> The CIA, f- like, funded... Oh, our research goes... R- oh, we get real to the bare bones, don't we? To the bare bones. CIA-funded propaganda site, Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, come on. Let's Rob, not- we like Wikipedia. <laughs> we can't knock it, because we use it so much. We can't really knock it that much. Uh, so, uh, according to Wikipedia, this is as of March 2018. See? So, really up-to-date mm-hmm. info, right? Uh in in the Americas and Europe, they're the second largest gaming company by revenue. Oh, uh, after Activision uh, Blizzard, uh, yep. and just ahead of Take Two Interactive and Ubisoft were fourth uh, in this little thing they got from March two thousand and eighteen. Uh, I stole off a article from Fool dot com. <laughs> I pity the fool that goes on that fool. website. Com. See, I've branched out now. Fool. <laughs> see, see what you got Adrian doing now, Dylan? <laughs> you said there wasn't enough puns. There weren't enough puns last one, so no, we're going. There were the right amount of puns last time. <laughs> Aid, Aid can be Rapunzel oh. for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Don't make me have to kill Dylan. You have to kill Dill. <laughs> Don't make me have to kill. Oh, dear. Come, stop, 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 stop. Right, okay. So, fool.com. Yeah. We do not pity the fool.com, right? <laughs> for its. <laughs> 
But it, it's this is this is verbatim. It says um, so for its so EA's uh, current fiscal year. So this was from Feb Feb this year. So so this fiscal year, the company expects to generate four point eight seven five billion dollars in wow. is that revenue in 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 net revenue net revenue and net income expected to come in at 980 million dollars you know you could have just looked on their uh 8k filing just yeah I just, information you know, directly i just google you could I just have just google called up trip goes said, oh, oh mr trip what's the latest Trip is my boy. You tell me yeah. what's going on. Uh, they, in, oh, my, my, my stats are all over the place. In 2018, their assets totaled almost nine billion dollars. Nine billion dollars. So from two hundred thousand dollars to nine billion, I mean, it's, it's not much of a stretch, is it, Adrian? Business. He's done teacher. all right, hasn't he? For himself, He's done all right. Well, assets not the same as market cap. That's but true. We'll, yeah. um, <laughs> we let that slide. <laughs> so. Let's let's ask Keith because Keith is the guy who likes current gen gaming. He's always playing current gen. <laughs> He's things. always saying how much he hates retro games. He's like, why am I, why do you make me talk about old games, Dill? <laughs> I hate you, Dill. No. Stupid old man games. Stupid old man games. Right? <laughs> the graphics are rubbish back then. That means that they must be rubbish games. <laughs> the games must be rubbish because the graphics um, are rubbish. Market cap, uh, AE, i.e., like the actual worth in terms of the shares. Twenty-seven point seven billion dollars. I've got here, Boom. And, and one share costs ninety-three. Is that ninety-three dollars? Um, their share price right now is about uh, yeah ninety-three dollars sixty. That's so, that's comma crazy, isn't it? Let's be honest. Uh, but let's ask Keith. Ask me what? What do <laughs> what do gamers, current gen gamers, think of EA as a company? They are beloved by all. <laughs> is, oh, <laughs> beloved by all with, and yes. they've never done anything wrong. No, never. Ever in the history of things, they're yeah. renowned for their attitude, their attitude toward high quality, and yes, they're and not ripping and the value for off. money. Yes, they're like DLCs. <laughs> what? No, they've got a terrible reputation now, and everyone hates them. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, another another website I like stealing things off is is <laughs> is GameRant, GameRant.com, or how I like to call it, GamerAnt. GamerAnt. GamerAnt.com. Sarah Fields, uh, one of the journos over there, did a bit on Matt Bilby, who's EA's EVP of strategic growth. I don't even know what EVP. Rob, you executive know what, vice yeah. president. Thank you, sir. That's that's why Rob's in the room. Uh, quote yeah. quote from Mike uh, uh, Matt Mike Matt Bilby. Um, Twenty five years at EA, so he's been there a long time, uh, and I still struggle with the external perception. That we're just a bunch of bad guys. <laughs> we, we love making and playing games. Unfortunately, when we make mistakes on games, the world knows about it because it's of oh. a size and scale. Poor Matt. God, yeah. Poor, oh my God. <laughs> Way to blow your own trumpet, Matt. Love making and playing Doesn't games. Doesn't he wipe away his tears with, with dollar bills? Yeah, we love yeah. making and playing games, just not as much as we love making money. Exactly. <laughs> so... Sarah goes in to stick the to stick the boot in, which I quite like. Ooh, so bully. again, again, this is verbatim. <laughs> she says, <laughs> "The company has gained its current reputation for a wide variety of reasons, okay. including its reliance upon loot boxes, which are now being referred to as surprise mechanics in the UK." I'm going to come on to that later. <laughs> uh, there are, of course, also fumbled game releases to blame. Fumble. Fumble. Uh, that's, oh, good. Good, Keith. Well done. Uh, like those of Star Thanks. Wars, Star Wars <laughs> Battlefront 2. 
Keith, too many puns. Don't do too many puns. <laughs> too many puns. That's, <laughs> that's, that's pun, pun limit. Pun limit has been reached. <laughs> <laughs> and anthem. Oh, anthem. Right, which saw a major outcry from gamers due to in-game real money transactions <laughs> and being considered incomplete, respectively. <laughs> surprise! Surprise mechanics. <laughs> This right. is funny, isn't it? Surprise mm. mechanics. Surprise mechanics. So, actually, actually... The only surprise is we take your money. Yeah. <laughs> this is the surprise, right? So, so loot boxes, I think a lot of our, a lot of our listeners are going to know what those are. Yes. They're going to have experience with those. Uh, Keith, could you try and explain a loot box for... I don't know. I've never, I've never paid for one. But You've never paid for one? But, for example, for people that play FIFA, yeah. um, if you do Ultimate Team, yeah. you can pay real money for a nice little pack... We might get a shiny Ronaldo or something. Yep. So basically, a gold pay- painted Ronaldo. Yeah, but you yep. pay real money to get in-game perks, basically. Yeah, I thought it? you could play as the normal, as like the actual players in the game. But do you mean I you can have Ronaldo do... play for your team yeah. in the game? Yeah. So essentially, yeah. so online play, you have your own team and you build squads. Mm. You transfer now. Them stuff, yeah. yeah. So but you get them if you imagine like a packet of. Football stickers yeah. or a pack of football cards. And it opens up like a pack it of open, cards. Yeah. It's quite glossy, yeah. to be fair. That's it. It's done quite well how they do it. But obviously they come in different values. And it's all and random, isn't it? You don't know if you get Messi or you might get a um, Lee Trundle. You don't know, do you? <laughs> well, Lee Trundle's retired, so you probably won't get him. Ah, you can. Ah, saha. <laughs> Rob's touched on another Sahar. thing Lee there. Trundle has signed so an exclusive deal that's in every <laughs> FIFA game ever made. <laughs> every, everyone, all, all the people who not really follow like soccer in England, like, who the hell is Lee Trundle right now? Um, <laughs> he's had quite a few mentions on this podcast, though. You've mentioned him before. <laughs> Why? I think he's done a few bicycle kicks. If you go on YouTube and just type in Lee Trundle bicycle kick, he, I'm sure it'll come up with something pretty he good. He was the Lille Messi of League One. <laughs> that is go. the third I'll division you, in I'll England. Try, I'll try and interview him one day. What do you reckon? <laughs> I, think, I, think he'd, I think he'd probably be up for it. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I think you'd probably be up for it. Quick, back, so, bring it back, bring it back. Bring it back. <laughs> so, so loot boxes, so, yeah, so if you've got your ultimate team and you're building up your online squad, to beat other players, yeah. you need the, the better, the, the, the better, bleh. to beat other gamers, you need better footballers mm. in your squad. And the way you get it is through these loot boxes. So you pay X amount of money up to, I've seen like, there's like packs there, like 80 quid or something. Mm ridiculous right so you, you pay for them um but you don't actually know who you're getting so you're just like you pay for it and you could end up with um jimmy trollere or something um <laughs> instead of retired or champions league winner jimmy but it's trollere. from all errors it's from all errors yeah. so all errors they do so have legends don't they, you now? can get yeah. Henri. you can get george best basically there, there is no time limit on this so that's how they you can, can even get john collins or collins john <laughs> Collins John, John. Collins John and John Collins, right? You can get both both of them. John Collins was a good player for Fulham. Collins John is yeah, a half. So half, right? So you could get one of them. So they, I, f- I find a little stat. So even when the game, even when the FIFA game has been discounted to £20, reven- in revenue terms, average, each copy of FIFA is worth to EA £100. So some of these packs are c- cost more than the actual game itself. Is that yeah. what you're saying? It's madness because they don't need... It doesn't... You know, they, they can discount the game because they know by getting people on board it, that they can buy... It almost buy reminds me like a console because sometimes... I think the PS3 was sold at a loss. 
But Sony knew it doesn't matter. We make we made like a twenty pound loss when we sold the PS3, but yeah. we sell the games and the accessories. It almost sounds like FIFA is a console in a funny way. Like they, yeah. they're, they're not making a loss on it, but they know they're going to make revenue in other ways. It's quite clever. Yeah. So this is the thing. I mean, like, EA are now basically a revenue profit machine. Yeah. Is that always how we've perceived them? No. No, no. Uh, because mm. before the internet came about, um, they they sold full complete games, high quality games. We were big fans. We yep. still are of their retro games, of course. Mm. And they had to make high quality games. And they, Keith was right. They had a seal of approval. That name, you stamp it on a, on a cartridge yeah. or whatever it is, and people liked it. So yeah, they 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 were never. Can, you can't really. One thing you could accuse them of is every year they still release a FIFA game. I suppose you, they're still releasing a new FIFA game. And arguably, does it need one one a year? That's arguably the closest I'd say to accusing them back then mm. of being money hungry. So yeah, but that was sorry. If we can, um, I guess we're going to come into this. But that was always an issue, even when we were kind of like mm. uh, kind of into it in the nineties. Like there, you uh, every year they'd bring an update of like EA or NHL PA hockey, mm. or NHL hockey, or Madden, and so on. Yeah, and I mean, Madden was the first one. Yeah. But like after the first the updates, but like after the first three or so, there was always the gripe that well, it's pretty much the same game as mm. last year's and I get the impression that's another kind of gripe with the EA these days that they'll come up with updated versions yeah. and they're not really much of a jump forward that was always the problem like the thing when we were playing them they were like a, apart from like maybe the first two or three of a series you would just get the same thing over and over again largely if it was on the same system yeah would you say that they had a wider variety of games back in the 90s than they do now? E, probably, but yeah. I mean, you have to also to bear in mind that EA, even from early, early, ah, relatively early on, was a bit of a juggernaut in the sense that they would often invest in or buy other companies. Oh, like we've, I've got a list, actually, Rob. Yeah, um, yeah, go for it. But yeah, and actually, the loot boxes annoys me, but the one reason I don't like EA the most is because they've closed down, or taken over and closed down, some of my favourite companies. Oh yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. I know the one you're probably most. Well, there's about. two. There's two. There's, a, there's actually three. I'm quite sad about. I'll go through the whole list. I haven't done all of them. I think it's about there's, there's over twenty or something they shut down. But one of them is Bullfrog. Yeah. Yep. I mean, yeah. I was going to. That was actually one I was thinking of. Um, yeah. I'm not sure when EA took them over, but they closed them in 2001. I mean, come on, that's out of order. Um, and actually, another company that really upsets me they closed down is Westwood Studios. That's the one I thought you were going to yeah. say. <laughs> Who did? Command and Conquer. Command and Conquer, man. Command and Conquer. Command and Conquer. Some of these companies I haven't heard of. I'm going to give the list anyway. Uh, NUFX, but they were around for a long time. Uh, Pandemic Studios, they were closed down relatively yeah, recently. Pandemic made a few games. Playfish, uh, Black Box oh. Games, DreamWorks Interactive. And another one, which was closed down recently, but had a really, really good life. Uh, really interesting game. This is Maxis. Most known for The Sims, but obviously yeah. other like Sim cities and whatnot. Look, I think, do you know what? How many companies do does Google buy on average each year to take over on merch? Or not, not merge, take over? Um, probably about, at a guess, a dozen, two dozen. On average, each year they take over 52, so on average once a week. Wow. And most of the time they do that because they, they are sometimes looking to develop new technology, but a lot of the time they, they take over little companies they, they're worried about, they're scared of. Shut them down. I'm not, yeah. Well, I'm going to accuse EA Sports a bit of that. Maybe not, 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 not in the initial days, but some of these companies like Bullfrog and Westwood were huge, you know, quite small companies, but they were mm -hmm. making massive waves in the gaming industry. Yeah. And I think closing them down is, is a travesty. 
I don't know. Like, um, I don't know if I can really agree with well, that I, characterization I, of. Before, either. oh, I, I skipped one one company actually. A company we spoke about quite recently with. Uh, sorry, Rob, I don't worry, I forgot this one, but Origin Systems, another company. Origin Systems, yeah. Yeah, I was speaking to um, Star Long, Bioforge, of course, and whatnot, and he was saying, to be fair, to look, this is where. He said that Ultimate Online wouldn't have happened without Electronic Arts help, to be fair to him. That's where I'm going to give Electronic Arts a little bit of a... Um, they had the resources to, to mm-hmm. put the money into a whole new genre of the multi, uh, multi-multiplayer multi you know, online experience. But generally, um, Rob, man, Westwood Studios, um, Bullfrog, Maxis as well, and Origins, four huge companies that no longer exist. Well, I don't know if you would say any of them were especially huge. I mean, mm. like, but you have to bear in mind that a lot of the studios relied on a relatively small number of developers, like core people. Like, Mo- like yeah. Bullfrog, you look basically at Pete Molyneux was like the kind of the main guy there. They had a very specific niche in terms of types of games. Yeah. Like Maxis, yeah, like you have kind of Command and Conquer, but do you really have that no, no, much? Westwood, yeah. Say Westwood, sorry. Like uh, Maxis, The Sims. Sims, yeah. yeah. Like, but beyond those, do you really have that much else that those companies were doing? I think maybe, yeah, you know, you spoke about Google earlier on, and Google don't really take over companies because they're afraid of them. They're, they're too big to ever be caught by pretty much anyone. Like Google, mm-hmm. basically, no, Bro. hold on a sec. If I can, like... Google's, like, a lot of their kind of stuff comes from companies they've taken over. YouTube was once an independent company. Yeah, but that's... Um, okay, well, I'll like, let you finish, Rob. Yeah, uh, stuff like Google Maps, like, basically comes from two or three different companies that they kind of acquired the IP. Or sometimes they do acquihires, where they think, these people are really cool, we want them to work for us, so they buy their company from them. There's not really any kind of intrinsic, like, kind of existential fear, because Google will not be caught by any other company who do something similar to them right now. Facebook don't really do something similar to them. They're in more of a different kind of realm. But mm. Google don't really have anything to be afraid of. I don't say it as a good thing. It just is what it is. Like EA, I think, are relatively similar. I don't think they're afraid that any of these companies are really going to become bigger than them or take them over. But they want. They don't want to just be a kind of a sports uh, company that just puts out sports games. They want that kind of variation. Mm-hmm. And whether or not they're good at it or they can carry it off, you know, it's a bit like Man United. Like... Or, or not Man United, um, or the Yankees. Like, the Yankees will not necessarily be afraid that a smaller team will take them over. They think, ooh, shiny thing. Like, we're the Yankees, we should have that. And, you know, that's what they do. Like, they get those key players because they have a bigger payroll than any other, like, baseball teams. They can get them. It's not like they're worried that those teams necessarily overtake them. But they want, they think we're the Yankees slash EA, we want that, and we should be able to have it. I'm glad you guys have sort of focused on this because it does all hark to what people think of EA as mm-hmm. not a company, as just this corporation that, you know, takes over companies. Mm-hmm. And looking over there, right, EA's biggest thing, or one of their biggest things, was publishing mm, games yeah. Yeah. for small developers like gremlin i'm looking at zool it's true um i'm thinking of obviously yeah bullfrog as well yeah. so is it is it as simple as they were just the guys who gave some of these smaller guys a shot at reaching a larger audience or have they set about to take over the world yeah but all right they helped fund bullfrog didn't they they gave money to Bullfrog. Well, they have to. I mean, obviously, the, the publisher stumps up a lot of those costs. Yeah, they? that's right. So. Uh, actually, I looked at the list. I looked at the whole list of EA gamers on Wikipedia. Uh, they, our friends again at Wikipedia. 
And they've got, got <laughs> and they've got, and they've got published and developed, or they've got a whole list, haven't they, of mm. either ones? And um, yeah, you're right. It's more about published for electronics arts, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That that's what they're known for. Um, I just think it's sad though. These, these old famous companies are closed down. I know it's it's the way things go in business, but some of the the originality in Bullfrog and Westwood and and whatnot was so amazing. I just think. EA Sports have got their claws in. Oh, well, that's not going to make... That's too much of a risk. We were here to make money and stuff. It, it, surely it trickles down from the top. What was the one that you mentioned that they that they pulled the plug on um, when they bought Origin? Um, I think, did you mention it in the BioForward pot? Yeah, they were going to make... Well, the, the, what, the sequel, you the mean? The sequel, isn't it? And then as soon yeah. as they acquired Origin Systems, they just shut it down. I believe it, yeah. I think that was connected to it, yeah. It was. It's basically like, if it's not going to make money... Exactly. And I know, games are, games are a business. They need to make money. If you're going to be a publisher, uh, is 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 that the way that you should approach things? Is that is that, or you know, who who, who do you money who or are you art working for? Yeah, I mean, it certainly works. Like, I mean, you, but that's the thing you can't really argue against the business model when you look at a billion dollars in profit yeah. for one year. Like, I don't know, it, but a I'm billion saying, dollars profit, man. Not even mm, like yeah, like. Ugh, but but you know, like once a company gets to that kind of size, it becomes easier to make that kind of profit. With that it doesn't really depend on. Whatever industry you're in, if you're in, if you're in something that involves kind of entertainment and that kind of thing, once you get to a certain point and a certain size, you can't really lose any money. Like you know, yeah. Google, Facebook make billions of dollars profit, not revenue profit every quarter. Yep. Mm-hmm. Walt Disney like are taking over everyone and everything, yeah. and yeah, they're true. you know they're basically going to own you know look how much money like pure profit the Avengers films have made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you know just for them alone. Like that's before you get on stuff like Star Wars. They just yeah. bought The Simpsons now like the Fox acquisition and it's so crazy. on and so on. And I think EA yeah, very much like that. I'd like to, I don't know, kind of... There's a free newspaper in London called The Metro, and The Metro do um, a regular column by, like, uh, kind of just some random gamer mm. giving their opinion. And I actually read something a week or two ago, um, which kind of, you know, I kind of thought of... Because t- I think I'd already heard we were going to be doing this today. He was, like, kind of bemoaning the whole loot box kind of model of EA and yep. saying, well, you know what... Yeah, I get that it makes a profit, but you know what else makes a profit? Coming up with really good games. Mm. <laughs> like, you know, Minecraft or Fortnite, like, you know, think of how much, like, kind of pure profit those companies, have, like, those games sure. have made. And EA aren't really in that business anymore. But maybe if they were, they would be making even more money. But then the amount of bits you can buy for Fortnite and Minecraft... It's the same. It's no it is rife. It is no rife. Different. So they're not the only... That's the thing, they're... They're the biggest culprit, maybe, but they're not the only ones. When did the, ult- the Ultimate Team thing came around in about the early 2010s, Ooh, didn't it? Yeah, possibly. So it's been around nearly a long time yeah. before Fortnite, before the oh, yeah. other companies yeah, yeah, yeah. realised that this was the thing. So mm. again, EA have been innovating in this field. Let's go back to the whole surprise mechanics thing, because I wanted to touch on this earlier. Uh, so there is, it's kind of, there is an is it, isn't it, gambling. Mm. with loot boxes and so i've gone back to gamerant gamerant.com it's a, a different article this time by rory young uh again i'll just read this out verbatim because it's quite funny uh electronic arts has rebranded loot boxes as surprise mechanics according to testimony provided by the company's vp of legal and government uh kerry hopkins uh she spoke in front of the uk parliament's Digital Culture, Media, and Sports Committee. Uh, today, it says today, but I don't know when. I think it was um, earlier earlier in June. Uh, as the political body asked the panel of video game industry members questions 
regarding the design and ethics ethics behind loot boxes. Hopkins asked if loot boxes were an ethical feature of EA's games, responded first that the company does not call them loot boxes and instead refers to them as surprise mechanics. Hopkins would continue in the affirmative that loot boxes are indeed ethical, even for young game players. She described how similar types of toys can be found in stores. Now, this is a really funny bit. Uh, Then listed off surprise toys such as Kinder Eggs, (laughs) Hatchimals, and LOL Surprise Dolls as examples. These toys, Hopkins went on, were similar to EA's own FIFA Ultimate Team loot boxes. Uh, and that yeah. EA views them as ethical and fun. I don't know about you guys, but I've never come across an 80 quid Kinder Egg before. No, but what he's saying is that, in a way, he's got a point. Not that I agree with him completely, but he's saying that Cheap. it's that surprise element, isn't it? You, and you, you want to collect them all. Well, it's like I was saying, it is like a packet of stickers, isn't yeah. it? Or a packet of. Products. I remember oh, when I was growing up, yeah. me and my mate Dave Kumar would scrabble together pennies and and we'd go down and we'd buy the latest um, oh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cards. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Were they the ones that came with the bubble gum? The bubble gum. Yeah. And I think it was the cartoon ones, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my words. And it, you never knew what you were going to get. And yeah. it was all, it was like, oh, mum, can I have a look? Can I have 20p? I know quite cheap back then. But you wanted more and more. You wanted to click the whole lot. So but that's it. But like Dill right. says, we're not talking about like 50p for a packet of stickers. <laughs> yeah. It's all about. The cheapest ones are like 10, 20 10 quid. pounds or so, something. Oh, yeah. No, exactly. Where do you even start? I've got, I've got something. I'm going to, I'm going to blow your guys' minds now, right? Basically, so. like, basically, we at Mordor don't think what we do is that bad. We think it's been, <laughs> we think it's been unfairly characterized. We don't, we don't think yeah. of it as conquests. Yeah. We think of it as adventure journeys. Adventure journeys. <laughs> adventure journeys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right. So, I, <laughs> I went to Bleacher Report. Oh, Bleacher Report. It's I've, getting deep. I've, I've, I've been bouncing around for this article, I tell you. <laughs> uh, so Nick Akerman. Uh, so at, they, they have a FIFA Ultimate Team Champions Cup, right? Ooh. Every year. Um, so in January this year, uh, they worked out. So there's, there's a guy on Twitter called, um, at FUT underscore economist. So he's big on pulling out the, the numbers regards, regards FIFA Ultimate Team. This is staggering, right? So the the teams that were being used in this competition, he estimates per team, per team to get these players cost these guys twenty seven thousand dollars. That's a salary in this country. That's an, that's that's just below the the average salary in this country is about twenty eight twenty nine thousand. Put into aside how much money is in esports, isn't that ridiculous? I suppose you could almost argue though, if you want to. You can make big money in these esport tournaments. Mm-hmm. Obviously, to to win that money, you might have to spend money to get there. So I'm not condoning it, but these people are so desperate to be the best that they're going to find any way to have a slight advantage. If they can get an extra Ronaldo on their team mm-hmm. or an extra Messi, they're, they're, they're going to get, find the money somehow. So for some of them, it probably pays off, but for the majority, it's 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 a terrible thing to do. Surely. I went on Google looking for news articles of kids that have oh, bankrupted no. their parents yeah. Yeah. Via, via these loot box things. There were just too many to quote. <laughs> <isn't it>? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A, Can you give us a couple of the more entertaining ones? There is um, now one guy easily rents, I think, about two thousand dollars on his on his dad's credit card. Um, one guy, I think, one guy, I was actually one one family actually had to make themselves bankrupt because of yeah because of this kind of thing. I don't think it was FIFA. I think it was something it was something else, but yeah, they're so. I mean, they're, it's really sad to read about. I mean, 
I would I would hate to do this to my parents. Can you imagine that? Oh. Can, can you imagine that doing that to your folks? I just don't even. I can't even. Keith and Adrian right now have the kind of thousand yard stares that only the parents of young boys can have <laughs> well, in this conversation. Oh my God. There's no way I'm putting my credit card details anywhere near my console when my boy gets a hold of them. <laughs> no chance. No chance, yeah. mate. Um, but, but at least you can, and then play in tournaments, other people's tournaments, maybe. Yeah, you have great. A good team. Yeah. <laughs> I can win <laughs> it all. I can win it all back. Don't how worry. I, it's fine. How do you pass it again? Is it the white button? <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine you just horrendous at FIFA and just like, <laughs> no, I've spent twenty seven thousand dollars. I'm gonna be good at you. <laughs> but no, but your forte is tennis games. Uh, <laughs> um, I want to play my Federer. Federer. No. <laughs> so <laughs> going back to Rory at Gamerant, uh, he he goes on to say. More than one in ten British children are effectively gambling in yeah. popular online games. Yeah. So the charity GambleAware um, added that loot boxes may be normalising gambling for mm-hmm. children. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, 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 the parallel they draw is that it's like spinning. Uh, it's 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 like roulette yeah. essentially yeah. Yeah, yeah. because everything costs the same, but the the, the computer program is generating what's in it so it's yep. it's not too dissimilar from online roulette games mm. that's, do, what do they, know, that's what they're kind of you know kind of dragging our, it our, to. our friend mark that's a smart website mark um harry from, potter mark yeah harry potter mark yeah he was telling me actually this is probably this is i don't know if you should say this really but he was telling me he was worked on some gambling websites mm-hmm. and he would do like online bingo yeah and basically if you as soon as you press start the computer already knows who's won bingo. So let's imagine you press start and you have a you, you, you have a power electricity shortage and your, your computer breaks down. Mm-hmm. You can still technically win that bingo game. It's already been decided the second you press start. It's madness, isn't so it? So I'm wondering again. I don't know. This is me just spitballing, but I'm wondering if EA knows what game, what cards you've currently got. Is it pure luck, or is there some mechanics going? Oh. This guy's already got messy. Let's give him a few, few more Lee Trundles. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I don't know. Again, I don't know. The, uh, this is not me. Uh, you know, I'm just. How do it you out enforce there. ethical programming? You need to have age restrictions, right? We need to ban ban this. You need so it's only so I was trawling places where this has been banned. Only Belgium so far I can find that they've actually put a kibosh on. That's what they say bad at FIFA the in Belgium. Eh? <laughs> jokes, jokes. jokes. <laughs> That, and I think that was January this year. I've, I've not got it in my notes, but I do remember reading yeah, it. Yeah, I've so. heard that a lot of politicians want to make this illegal, don't they? They want to ban it completely. This well, is, it's getting a lot of traction recently. I mean, what do you guys think? I mean, you know, I think at the very least, you have to put an age limit on it. Yeah. You have to put an 18. age limit on it. Yeah, if you can't, 18. it's illegal to gamble and if you're under 18. So it's got to be 18 here and 21 in America. Yeah. So American kids are at a disadvantage. Yeah, see, I think <laughs> well, the only... <laughs> I mean, the, yeah, the, the law, the applicable laws in each country, I guess. Yeah. But, but this is the issue with globalization. Like, it's very difficult to kind of ban it in one. I think, like, hypothetically, it should be banned. I don't think there's any reason why you should have to pay more once you pay, mm, pay the basic amount for a game yeah. or anything. Mm. However, mm. the thing with loot boxes is you can't just ban it in one or two countries or jurisdictions. No, because, we're as you say, yeah. yeah, but an online game, though people from that country jurisdiction well, are going to be disadvantaged <laughs> compared to, like, you know, the kids well, no or whatever, mm. the players from other players other places who can afford them. And yeah. they're going to go, well, this is unfair. You know, mm-hmm. it's why I don't know if it can really work in a globalized world. That's really more of a yeah. kind of a bigger picture. I would argue question. there, Rob, that, for example, I completed Breath of the Wild and loved it. And um, I completed all the missions, all the shrines, bish, bash, bosh. And then the DLC was released. And it cost, I think, £15. And it, it unlocked a lot more of the game, a bit more of the story. I thought, 
I'll do it. Ah, uh, see, DLC is different though. I know. A lot yeah, of it's a different. DLC, DLC is different because sometimes yeah. you get, you mm. know, an EA are guilty of this. They did it with um, Battlefield, you know, the Star Wars. Yeah, I only know this because I got it with my PS4. I didn't buy it especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there were these huge gaping holes on the main menu, which were going <laughs> to be filled <laughs> with paid DLC later yeah, on. Yeah. But DLC itself, if it's something like you're saying, yeah. if you're getting a big extra chunk of a game, yeah. and you choose to buy it, and you know what you're getting. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. fine. It's a bit different. It's your choice it? then, as long as the game itself was complete to start with. Yeah, that's different. That is a bit different. There are a million memes. I think the best one is the EA cheeseburger, isn't it? So, like uh, back <laughs> in the olden day, olden days, Electronics Arts cheeseburger is like two forty nine for your cheeseburger. Yeah. yeah. Then it's like now it's like uh, one buck for the bun. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Fifty cents for the burger bit. <laughs> like, remember yeah. the the burger and falling down. Do you remember when he gets the burger? He, he, he oh It's, it's gonna be like that thing. Oh, it God. doesn't look like the picture. It doesn't look Michael like Douglas the picture, style. man. No. But th- Michael Douglas is a maniac in that film. Yeah, but that's how we all feel, don't we, about loot boxes, like Michael Douglas. I'm sorry, but, like, I think he was bang on of order. Like, the, the menu clearly <laughs> said they stopped serving breakfast at 11. Who cares if it's 11.03? You think you're better than anyone else? <laughs> you deserve breakfast all day? Was, I hard... thought he was way wrong. I don't think that. he thought he was better than anyone else. I, I think know. he thinks everyone should be able to have breakfast at 11.03. Yeah. They want breakfast at The rules are very clear. Like, you should have got <laughs> there beforehand. <laughs> it's only now that fast food restaurants are thinking of, of extending breakfast to actually, like, yeah. to actual lunchtime. But anyway. Anyway. <laughs> digressing. Um, I, just, no, I really want to muck something. Well, well, well can I, I, I did a bit of research. Can I, Dungeon Keep, is that all right, Dylan? Oh, oh, yeah. Tell us, yeah, because you did tell me about this the other day. Because I was, um, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was a tad mortified. You were a tad mortified, and actually... I learned a few years ago that they're going to make a new Dungeon Keeper game. And I was like, oh, bring it on. Because mm. I like the first two. And my, I think we'll do a separate pod in the game. So I won't go into too much mm-hmm. detail now. But the new Dungeon Keeper game, which obviously, don't forget, was a Bullfrog classic. Now, it w- was officially owned by Electronic Arts, the IP. So mm. well, let's bring it back to, back to life as a freemium mobile, massively multiplayer online strategy uh, game. Freemium. Uh, freemium. 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 Oh, that. It's another Word. wonderful modern yeah. term. Um, so the game was announced in August uh, 2013. Um, and, oh my words, the game is noted for its monetization of gameplay by, re- by relying on in-app purchases. Uh, it got loads, loads, and loads of criticism. I never played it because as soon as it came out, the reviews were diabolical, diabolical actually. Um, and actually, I think they were, they, they were really accused of some quite sneaky, sneaky um, things, actually. Um, some people actually said the game was unplayable uh, without microtransactions. It's almost you can't play the game without putting mm, extra, that's awful, extra money into like, it. That's I kind of yeah. get something like Pokemon Go where you can pay to get a slight advantage. You can just play yeah. it free as you want and just kind of rack things up as you go. But to actually say that something is free... Well, worst of it, if you wanted to give feedback on the game, so if you wanted to report your, what you thought of the game... Oh, no, you have to pay. No, you had to give the game five the highest ratings in oh. order to actually give feedback. Otherwise, the feedback thing didn't repeat. Oh. Or then you couldn't get in contact. So you had to get, basically. So that's why the game's got some really mixed reviews. So one, loads of one stars, loads of five stars. That's unethical. Oh, tell me about it. Um, wow. Yeah, and actually, yeah, the, the British Advertising Standards Authority ruled that Electronics Arts advertising that the game is free misled customers, and it ordered the additional fine print explaining that in-app purchases. And, ba- uh, and banned original adverts. Uh, they actually counterclaimed that in- in-app purchases are not mandatory and that gems are obtainable in-game. So, uh, do you want to hear a quote uh, about good old Jeff Sklasky? Uh, works at EA and he's, he's a games senior producer. And he said, 
We didn't design this as a pay-to-play or pay-to-win game. It is designed as a free-to-play title where players can commit time or money towards their play experience. And every piece of content in the game is accessible without having to spend a dime. So if you've got loads of time in your hand, it's technically true, but you have to wait hours or even days, I think. It says here, we're huge fans of the PC game, and like everyone on the internet That's... who's committed on a, uh, commi- uh, com- commented on our mobile version, we've played the original version and we get pretty nostalgic about it. By the same token, we all play a lot of mobile games ourselves. So our primary goal was figuring out how to make the game free to download as to as many people to try as possible. It's important to e- emphasize that we designed a game that is built around the typical mobile play patterns. This means Dungeon Keeper is meant to be played on the go multiple times a day with a few minutes here or there. The way of playing allows uh, fans to naturally progress as f- a free player. Guys, this is a mobile title. We had to put up time walls in order to make sure you didn't overdose on fun while on the subway and miss oh work. My God. We, we know that you can never please everyone, but we want this to be a game that, that most of our intended audience enjoys. How lovely is that? They're not doing That's themselves nice. any favours, are they, really? <laughs> guys! They're gonna, they use guys in the, in the, in the <laughs> press conference. <laughs> guys! guys. <laughs> they're, they're playing the waiting game to make you pay more, like, cause people won't play this waiting game with this game. They'll literally go, oh, but they don't want you to miss work, though, to be fair, Dylan. Can you imagine putting that in there? We didn't want you to miss work. You know, uh, Pete Molyneux left Bullfrog because he hated Dungeon Keeper the way it turned out. What, the original? (laughs) Uh, yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. I mean, I'm a big fan. I didn't know that, Rob. We'll cover that in a future episode, maybe. Hopefully we'll get a hold of him one day and we can ask No, Rob, I'm not saying you're a liar. I'm I'm not saying it at all. But apparently, Peter Molyneux was originally consulted to work on the mobile game and he, he regrets turning down that decision after he saw the, the final version, I read, actually. I bet he would have kicked some butt over there. Can you imagine? He would have kicked serious butt. Uh, anyway, yeah. yeah. But there you go, Dungeon Keeper Mobile. I've never played it. It'd be interesting to know. You, you guys haven't tried it, I suppose. No, no. no. I, I don't, don't play mobile games for that very reason. Yeah. Because a lot of them are like that. It's because you're worried you're going to miss work. You either have you? to. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and I don't want to overdose on You kind fun. of wait it out. It's like Candy Crush, <laughs> isn't it? Like to get your free yeah, lives. You can pay you for some, or you pay, wait. Or you wait, yeah. or like your mates can give you some of theirs. Not. But it's just odd. But I this mean, is the thing. I, I, I don't, because Dill always likes to mock me for liking modern gaming. But <laughs> most of the. I mo- never do no, that. no, no, no. We're talking about But the modern games I enjoy, they're usually like single player games that you play offline. Yes. You know. I mean, obviously, there's, there are some that have got like an online aspect, like Red Dead 2. Yeah. But I haven't played that. And this is, I don't play online. And that's one of the reasons. I mean, yeah. I'm rubbish at games, but I'm not going to go online and spend more of my real money to try and get a, an advantage. Yeah, that just doesn't um, appeal it's just, to me. No, it yeah. doesn't. But I mean, it's easy for us old guys to do that. <laughs> but, you know, you do think of kids like teenagers now. They kids enjoy, they, they enjoy the game. Well. They spend this life and, in their online Yeah, world and the and only way be that they can be competitive is to spend more money. Yeah, and that's just that's, really that is harsh. Do you know what I'm just a bit like uh, real-life popularity? <laughs> yeah, pretty Real-life popularity. I've just realised my son upstairs, Ewan's really got into FIFA all of a sudden. He's playing career mode. I hope he's not... Can you imagine going to check my bank tomorrow morning? For the love of God, keep him on <laughs> yeah. career mode. <laughs> yeah. Do not let him go on yeah. ultimate team. Oh, better, yeah. Yeah, well, there you go. It's, look, going back to DLC, actually, because uh, I wanted to make a point about yeah. that. Uh, a lot of people kick off that it, that you have to pay for it, but the fact is, is that after games are released, dev teams keep on working on them. Mm. Someone's got to pay them. I'm sorry, but they deserve to be paid for that and they deserve to get some kind of extra income from it. It's never going to be as much as the actual game, is it? 
DLC, really. No, um, usually. And so, quite often you get free DLC with, with games. Yeah. Um, I, I think the, the thing that really winds people up is it, there's a perception that quite often you're getting an unfinished mm-hmm. game to start with and you're paying 50, 60 yeah. quid for yeah. that. That and then it, later on, they're asking think, you to pay extra. People think that like these dev teams are hiding all these bits, yeah, like they're and they're just just keeping it back, withholding just to make it. A bit and extra. that see that kind of impression once it's out there is so hard to mm. get back. How are EA and Epic and whoever? How are they ever going to get that back? They're they're never going to get it back. And it's I, I bring it back to to Game Around and Sarah Sarah Fields's article. So she rounds it up and you know kind of draws comparisons to to what EA's standing in the world, really. So uh, she says, uh, it seems unlikely that EA will make any major changes uh, in the way that that its games are released and function anytime soon. Uh, So players will probably continue to see a wide range of loot boxes, real money transactions, and stuff packs. Mm. Uh, While the company may be disliked by many for its business practices, uh, it has made notable efforts to support the gaming community in the past. Mm. Two... Uh, including by donating money to the victims of the Jacksonville Madden shooting. Mm. Very sad. You know, mm. I don't know if yeah, that, our that, listeners are going to know about that. That was last year, wasn't it? I don't know if you guys know about it. Yeah, the Madden uh, Madden tournament. Mm. Kid got knocked out, quarterfinals or something. Came back and shot. Shot, yeah. Shot dead the semi-finals, right? Yeah. So, EA, I don't know. I mean, the thing about EA is, is that... For a retro gamer, yeah. what, what 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 do retro gamers think of electronic arts? If you stop like this monetize this monetization error yeah. is known to well is is held to to have started from two thousand thirteen. Did you say era or error? Error. Okay. Era. 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 It's both, isn't it? Era. Error. Error is a mistake you make. Error. Yeah. It's a PR era. mistake. Era. <laughs> era. Yeah. Oh my god. I'll, I'll pronounce you. Era. Pronounce era. Era. Well, both, the both words work. Yeah. So 2013. So prior to 2013, mm. you know, what, what does electronic arts mean to a gamer? What, what are you like oh. your favorite EA moments? Oh. I don't oh. want to go. Too, we haven't got enough time to go into everything what Keith thinks about electronic arts. Oh. But. <laughs> yeah. we, I think we owe them a, as much as we, as much as the company have done this, and as much as we think about them now. Yeah. we owe them a lot. I think I love the early so Madden games, yes. EA Hockey, Road Rash, yes. Desert Strike. Later on, the Burnout games. Yeah, you know, yeah, 3DO, the 3DO, the 3DO. I'm so glad you, so glad you mentioned that. <laughs> So the 3DO is, yeah. is quite it's quite odd, isn't it? Like a, a lot of games, their best versions are said to be on 3DO. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy, isn't it? That's mad. isn't We it? need a 3DO, don't we? One of us, one of yeah. us, will need to get one. So yeah, that that's about as much as we can say on the 3DO. Cause <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like I mean, we we've said in the past we should do a 3DO episode, but as you say, none of us really have one. We'll, we'll have to club but, together and like share it. But yeah, yeah, yeah like the, that Simpsons, the comic, the yeah, yeah, comic. Yeah. On Monday, I had to. You know, you know they ever say, Rob. Remind me. They got to share. Millhouse, the... Martin, oh, and yeah, Bart yeah, yeah. buy the first copy of Radioactive. Man. But yeah, like you look at kind of those games: Need for Speed, different versions of 3DO, Road Rash 3DO, Madden yep. 3DO. Yeah, it was all the EA games. But yeah, once yeah. you get past EA, there wasn't really anyone else who wanted to do that's it for it. No, that's it. It was it was EA's machine, I mm. suppose, isn't it? They were they yeah. were the, the leaders on that. But would they ever go into console game? Well, into making consoles again? Probably not. Probably not. There might be... This I mean, Apple tried and failed, so why would EA have a go? Do you know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. But, but um, I don't know. I don't think Apple are really um, built for that kind of IP thing. 
I mean, they've been talking about getting a streaming channel together for wow. it feels like two years now. It doesn't mm. feel like there's a, they're anywhere near to being ready. Well, they're going to watch Google, aren't they? If Google does well, then Apple might come in, I suppose. Well, I think like the problem is they're very interf- they're interfering in all the programming and annoying all the uh, people they've hired for huge amounts of money to make the programming. Right. It's never a good start, really, if you're going to launch something like that. No. No. <laughs> so, uh, sports games. Where would sports games be without Electronic Arts? Where would they be? Maybe in a it's better a place. Question. Hear me out. Because, don't get me wrong, they, they set the foundations really well with FIFAs and the hockeys and the Maddens and whatnot, but then they just kept doing the same thing. In a weird way, if they never existed... You might get more independent companies mixing up a little bit, like Sensible Soccer and uh, ISS. ISS, and you never know. I'm not saying it, they would be yeah, better, well, but they ISS might try different things. ISS was the precursor to Pro Evo, and that's still going strong. Yeah, but that's yeah. But I'm just saying, it, because they control pretty much all the sports market, especially like football and stuff. No yeah, one else has really got a chance. These yeah, days. but where where's the competition though? Just you know, I, I kind of on on this aspect, I'll defend them because yeah. you know they, they made a lot of time into those sports models. Oh. And I think it showed. I think yeah. like, yeah. the quality but they got to such it. a big level that no, they've got something in, in economics called barriers to entry. No one can come in now because they're they're too they're too powerful in that industry. Surely. No one could get a football franchise now. Really. I mean, Pe- Pez is still going. Provo is still going. Provo is still going. It's still going with only some of the licenses mm. as well. Yeah, you wonder that if, if FIFA, uh, <laughs> yeah. FIFA, if EA have got exclusive rights. Yeah. You know, and like then that's that again one of the barriers to entry, <laughs> because you might come along and be able to build this amazing footy engine yeah. for a video game. Yeah, but, but if you can't get the, yeah. the names and teams and official licenses, you're already at a massive disadvantage. So yeah, I'll Camel Selecha. Right that. That's all I have to <laughs> say. Camel Selecha. Camel. <laughs> I mean, I, mean I, I get the Konami had to change some of the names of the players, <laughs> but. First name Camel, really? Camel. <laughs> I, he always had the hump on the pitch, didn't he? Mm. How did? How, how did? In, are there not real life right footballers on. with the name Camel with a K? No, no, Camel this was with Car- a C. This was Car- <laughs> not, not, not Camille. Not like not Camille Glick. Not, like, not like no, no. Not, not, not like the Camel. Polish Camille. No, Camel as Camel in C A M E. Like Carl Fletcher became Camel Seletcher. <laughs> he was always <laughs> spitting as well. The Camel, wasn't he? Yeah, Paul, he was. Paul Jones became. Porn jewels. <laughs> Porn jewels. Porn jewels. I mean, uh, I just, yeah. So, it is like EAR now, they, they innovated and now they're actually putting up barriers. Invisible in barriers. Yeah. Have you guys played Anthem? Do you know anything about their sort of recent battlefield things like this? I mean, I know of them. I've, I've heard, heard uh, as a Battleground 2, you said, was like, uh, Battlefield. Battlefield, Battlefield. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I've heard not good things. Yeah. yeah. See, this is, this is it though. But the anthem launch is the one that got a lot of attention because that was earlier this year. People couldn't get on it, couldn't they? Couldn't get on it. Game was unfinished. Mm. You know, it just, it just kind of things from a company as big as EA shouldn't yeah. happen. Shouldn't happen. Yeah, shouldn't happen though. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, yeah. But they've always had lots of sort of several subsidiaries and things. I remember thinking, mm. you know, the original FIFA, FIFA 94. Yeah, wasn't it like EA Canada or that something? That was EA Canada that yeah. made that. <laughs> so they've always like yeah. trip, you know, from, okay, because when, when they first started off, they just published Amiga stuff. Yeah. That's how they, like, do you remember uh, Deluxe Paint and things? It was yeah, all yeah. electronic arts. Very, very, very impressive software, I have to say. Yeah. So that's what he started off at, but then he realized he needed more teams to do this and more teams. To, and they just like, they're all over yeah. the world now, mm. aren't they? Yeah. It's oh, not yeah. just, they're based in California, but they're pretty much based world, aren't they? 
I mean, I've got respect for them as a company, uh, as a business teacher. They're very clever. Um, I just, I'm not the biggest fan. Mm. I, I, I'm more, I'm more a fan of the games they helped publish than they developed. So, for example, I'm talking the old theme parks and stuff like that. I'm, yeah. talk, I'm talking the classics, the syndicates and whatnot. Uh, I don't think they really done too much themselves. I'm not saying they didn't help get the game out there. So I'm more of a, um, I'm just bitter because they got rid of some of my favorite companies. <laughs> yeah. You missed the bitter man. bottom. Yeah, you missed the bitter bottom about that. But <laughs> they have. They've they've got rid of a lot of companies, but they brought to us a lot of games that we wouldn't have we wouldn't have yeah. you know well. experienced. Multi a lot of those a lot of those games multi platform. Multi. Uh, Rob's going. <laughs> Without that backing, Bullfrog might have been able to publish them on the Amiga or something. Yeah. Um, but they wouldn't be able to get the like ports for the snares. Yeah. And oh the come on! Are you telling me that not one other company wouldn't have stepped would have stepped in yeah. to like other help than to publish those games for console? I think they would have. I think they would have. Name some back in the nineties they would have taken them on. Uh, Big publishers. Uh, Acclaim. Uh, U.S. Gold. Yeah. Yeah. U.S. Uh, Gold. Possibly. Acclaim. Um, a claim arguably even like um Sega Yeah, and then Nintendo. name me one good game that US Gold published. <laughs> I like the I'll uh, wait. Oh Virgin. Virgin. Virgin did a lot of uh adaptations. Didn't Virgin do Lemmings? Am I making that up? You might be making that up. That's Psygnosis, wasn't it? I don't know if they self published. No no no, but I don't think that Psygnosis didn't publish it for like the, the consoles today. Oh yeah, that's a fair point. Um But yeah, no, definitely maybe. Mer- Virgin could be. Virgin. Virgin. Could be yeah. Maybe okay, Virgin might Atari. have stepped in. Atari. They might have done, it's but that's the thing. Like the, you know, we 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 don't know what the what what the knowledge of these developers was back then. Maybe EA were the only guys who knew about them. Yeah, yeah. Zool, <laughs> Zool, Zool. Zool. Actually, mentioned Zool again. Adrian's cop, Adrian's Mega Drive copy of Zool over there. There's electronic yes. arts. Yeah, it's got the electronic arts lovely. Uh, and they ruined it. It should be just Amiga. They Gremlin ruined style. it. Um, <laughs> even like even Sega Nintendo, like um, yeah. Sega apparently. Uh, were the ones who did Lemmings in um, the EU. Oh, okay. to this, uh, it was Sunsoft in the US and Japan. Sunsoft, mm. that was it. Actually, I think I think my... I don't know if my... No, I can't. I'm, I must be making it up. The Master System copy of Lemmings, I got them have Sunsoft on it. Anyway, but... Yeah, there are other publishers out there, but come on. When you've got... James Pond 2. Is that James Pond 2? Yeah, Robocop. It's uh, Millennium. Yeah. There you huh? go. There you go. There you go, mate. So... If James Bond 2 is out there, which EA Sports are the best, Electronics Arts for all, yeah? So that's what we're saying. That's it. So, that, in a nutshell, I think that this is what retro gamers think of EA. This is what current gamers think of EA. We'll go around the room now. I'm going to ask all you guys. Yep. We'll start with Rob. Yep. <laughs> Pretend you're a current day gamer. What would you like to see from EA? Bearing in mind everything that we've spoken about the last hour or so. What would you like to see from EA going forward? I'd like to see them uh, put some of those profits into developing original concepts for games, things that feel, felt fresh and original, or, I mean, I'd say or like some kind of 3DO type project, but I don't know if there's really the space for another big console, but I want to see them do something that feels fresh and interesting and new. Do them themselves, so not... Yeah, not, not but I mean, like, they have so many resources, just like kind of mm-hmm. users and turn resources to make something big, like, you know, maybe kind of like develop... Not develop, maybe like kind of put together a new like subsidiary or kind of like studio yeah. that does fresh original things. You know, you've got enough like high, you know, high grade people to staff it. Just do something like that. Just do something that feels yeah. interesting and new. Where are they in the VR sphere? I've not seen much EA stuff in VR. Um, they've done little bits and pieces. Like there's a mission, again, going back to Star Wars, 
Mm. I think there's like VR mission for one of the ba- um, one of the battle battlefield games. Yeah. Okay. But not not much really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. There is. It's funny that Rob, Rob mentioned that. There's something similar they're trying to do. I think it's battlefront. called Battlefront. Sorry. Battlefront. That's the Star battlefront. Wars ones. Battlefield is the like the That's it, FPS. Battle, yeah. Um. There's something to, I think I'm not putting my notes again. Something called EA Originals. No. So they're trying to back indie developers now. Yeah. Oh, so. Right. So they're branching out into that. Now, I've not got much information on that. So <laughs> only time will tell. Adrian, you look disgusted, mate. But yeah, only, only time will tell how that's going to go. <laughs> do you know, do you know Adrian, Adrian, what would you like to see from EA, including the point that you're going to raise now? I'd like them, actually, to have the same fate of a lot of my favorite companies and just get lost and die. <laughs> because I hate... Oh. I, no, I, I don't like them, actually. I don't. And even... And look... I respect some of the retro games, but I'm not the biggest EA, even retro fan back there, truthfully. They can get lost. They can give <laughs> all their money, lost. they can That's refund all like the parents they've stolen millions off, <laughs> and they can apologise in public, and they can just get lost and give the IPs back to the old companies. Um, sorry, like, kind of, we took, uh, something I want to just kind of go into quickly, because we were talking about old stuff. EA is interesting in terms of, you like, look at kind of the big 80s slash early 90s kind of like games companies. Yeah, you're different from Sega, Konami, Capcom, even Nintendo. They don't really have that those roots in the arcade. Like no. a lot of the kind of no, the big right. companies around. There's always there, home like, computers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, always had the roots in the arcade, so they were kind of more like pure games playing companies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, never had that. No, 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 true. They never did. So that's why. Good, you know, good sense or not, they decided to go mm. down the publishing route. So, yeah, that's what Adrian has to say about it. <laughs> Keith, as current-gen gamer, what would you like to see from I agree you? with a lot of what Rob said. You know, no, nothing they, what they, I said. They don't... They don't <laughs> Just die. They don't... Let um, the hate flow through you. <laughs> while they've got the FIFA, Madden, NBA juggernauts going along, they'll always have money coming in. Mm-hmm. So why not dedicate some of that towards... Something new. Well, what about the new shareholders, Keith? What about the sh- what? What are they going to live on? The billions and billions <laughs> of dollars that their other games make. Um, and I, I mean, it will never happen. But I'd like to see them jack in the whole loot box thing. Yeah, it, it's you know, it's wrong as far as I'm concerned. Um, yeah, you could talk about putting in age restrictions here and there, but as we discussed, it's going to be so different you don't think in they're different in countries and. <laughs> You don't think they're a necessity no, in the sort of the esports? You know, if you want to play on, world? if you want to be successful in esports, it should come down to how good you are, not uh, how deep your pockets are. Yeah, good um, point. So, I, yeah, obviously, I'd like to see all that go, but it's not going to yeah. happen. Yeah, not going to happen. Well, there you have it. I think it. They're a company. They're like I said before. They're synonymous with what we think of gaming. They've brought X amount of memories into our lives. Unfortunately for Adrian, a company making a billion dollars a year aren't going to jack it in anytime soon. <laughs> so it looks like yeah. we'll be retired before. Actually, we'll be retired and they'll still be going. Every future game that I cover that's had electronic arts on it, you're going to have a go at me now, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so in like yep. Madden, Madden 2040 or wherever it is, we'll be, <laughs> um, we'll be spending our, um, our pension on a few loot boxes. All right. Good night, folks. Good night. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. If you want to get in touch regarding this week's episode or anything else, you can tweet us at Arcade Attack UK, at Keith Barlow82, and at Arcade underscore Adriano. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash Arcade Attack UK. 
Please check out our website at arcadeattack.co.uk for lots of retro gaming goodness, interviews, reviews, features, top 10, etc. And you can also find all our previous podcasts there. Our podcasts are available to stream from the website and are available to download for free from Stitcher, Podbean and iTunes, where you can also leave us a review and a rating, which we would really, really appreciate. So until next time, take care and we'll speak to you soon.